podcast with Kelly Kazik. She is a wonderful author, a wife of a long-suffering Bigfoot enthusiast, self-proclaimed weird news reporter, and I'm so glad to have you here. Kelly. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I know. I uh, have just started my podcast, and uh, you're my third one. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. I'm excited. I'm special. Yes. Um, I found Kelly at in the bookstore at the Gunnersville State Park. I bought a book recently called Covered Bridges of Alabama, and I'm addicted because I want to visit all of them. They are <laughs> such fun. They're, well, they have that romanticism. Um, and in Alabama, 11 of them are historical cover bridges. They go back to the early days um, in the early 1900s. And then, of course, we have like at least 40-some others that are not historical. They're just pretty, you know, that yeah. people put up. Well, it was interesting to read in the book that these are, um, you know, wedding places where right. people want their portraits taken, and um, I love that you included, like, the locations on them, because that's what I plan on doing, is just attack attacking it um, as I tour around Alabama. Right, and some are so rural, and, and a few are on private property, but most people don't mind if you get out of the road and take pictures anyway, so, but they're just really pretty and fun. I do love that... Some cities, and in some cases the state, have preserved some of them as landmarks and places you can go and visit and take pictures. And some of them have grist mills located with them so that it's a great family trip. Yeah, you could do you could visit the mill and the bridge at right. the same time. So, Kelly, tell me a little bit about life in Alabama. Have you always lived here? No, actually, I was born in Warner Robins, Georgia, and came to Huntsville um, when I was about 12 or 13 years old. But... Um, and interestingly, they're both big military towns, um, and people think I'm a military Yay, child, military. but no, my dad worked for Sherwin-Williams Paints for <laughs> many years. But um, I have always just loved the quirky and um, interesting things, and so Alabama is that I love to find the places of the world's largest or the the quirky places or the quote-unquote haunted places, and I like to go and visit in them. Yeah. And for the first few years of my job with AL.com, with Alabama Media Group, that's what I would write about. And then I slowly shifted, and now I do most of my writing for It's a Southern Thing, which is a sister company of okay. AL.com, and I write about the quirky South now. So Okay. All, all kinds right. of fun stuff. Yeah, I saw the, um, I think there's an Instagram abandoned buildings right. and all that. Mm -hmm. um, there's always like that mystique about what's, what they what's, are. what's going on there. <laughs> one, yeah, and one of the weirdest places, I have to tell you, even though this isn't a travel destination, one of the weirdest places that uh, my sweetums and I went was um, the abandoned uh, insane asylum near Mobile at Mount Vernon. And it's such an interesting place. It started as an arsenal in 1828 and then later became um, the uh, hospital for the colored insane and then it integrated. But, and it was, it ended up being Searcy. Anyway, now all of the buildings, which at least I think 13 of them are from the 1800s, are collapsing. Oh, wow. And no one is taking care of them or preserving oh. them. So I was hoping when I wrote a big series about it that it would help with that movement. And I think some people are trying to have it preserved. 
Okay. Wow. It's a really neat place. Wow. But you do have to have permission to go there, oh. guarded <laughs> by, by security guards. So. I remember we did a um, an abandoned asy- uh, asylum in Savannah, Georgia, uh-huh. on a ghost tour. Like, it was a midnight. Right. And, uh, I love Savannah. Yeah. It was, it's such a spooky town. It is. It's neat. <laughs> it's a really neat place. Yeah. Yeah, we learned all about, you know, the Garden of Midnight. Yes. Midnight. Middle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, have you always been a writer? Um, yes, actually. I didn't know I was going to be a writer until I graduated from Auburn and I had a degree in English. We're going to have some Tiger fans really happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience at grade school. But when you graduate with an English degree, the first thing you say is, okay, so what can I do without a teaching certificate? And you realize (laughs) pretty much nothing. So... I was, uh, my friends and I were going to be really adventurous and move to Atlanta the day after graduation. And we get there and I start training to be a waitress at this real fancy place where you wear a tux and white gloves and everything. And you have to go through like two weeks of training. So I was like two days from becoming a professional waitress when a little weekly newspaper called and offered me a job. Oh, awesome. That's how it all happened. It was very much accidental. But yes, I have always done, made the best grades in writing and that's why I was an English major, so... That's awesome. Our daughter's an English major, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's so cool. I, I love that. A lot of fun. Um, okay, I love that you write about many different things, especially my passions, which are um, history, travel, and weirdness. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really do love it. Yes. <laughs> and I love it, too. And I tell people, in fact, I've even given, I give lots of talks, and sometimes with my husband, and I will back up real quick and say he was a co-author of the Bridge book, okay. Will Elric, but, and we've co-authored two books, but What's we, the other book? Um, the other one co-authored is Alabama Scoundrels, oh. the one that's about uh, yes. outlaws yes. from Alabama. I'm looking forward to reading that one. Too. And then he <laughs> wrote one on his own, which is called Alabama Lore, which is about legends and mysteries in mm. Alabama. So, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're just fun books, fun tales, and we like to tell fun tales. We're sort of storytellers, but. Anyway, what was I telling you? Oh, just about the the writing and the passions and the oh, weird the weird. Stuff oh, so my husband and I like when we give talks, we like to um, tell people about the importance of weird tourism these days. Yeah. And people, <laughs> some people don't get it, but it is a thing. And it, for instance, some people will plan their honeymoon and start at the world's largest ketchup bottle. Which is what we did. Yeah. Where is that? <laughs> On Route 66 in Collins. Okay. So we did a Route 66, a week-long drive down the route for our, our honeymoon and because we like that kind of thing. And so we'd stop at the, the world's tallest man statue and compare <laughs> compare my husband, who was six foot seven, with the world's tallest man. But, you know, that's just the kind of thing we enjoy. And more and more people enjoy that. I get yeah. messages all the time from people asking me where to go. And if we're going to go on a trip, we don't say, you know, where can we go for the big tourist attractions? We say, is there a world's largest there? <laughs> or or we were in uh, North Carolina and just happened to find out that there is a house in North Carolina covered in coffee mugs, the entire house and its fence. And so we're determined to find it, even though you have to go down all kinds of winding roads and dirt roads, and we did find it. But that's but just those the are kind like of the thing. best treasures anyway. Yes, is we're that fascinated. If you got it for it, you right. know. Um, 
Yeah, I absolutely love having to. It's it's like finding the treasure after a really long hunt. Right. That you that you it was worth it. Right. <laughs> well, and one of our biggest hunts was for a, a ghost town. I believe it's when we were looking for. Battelle, which is an Alabama ghost town, and we actually ended up finally finding the remains of some Coke ovens that, you know, they look like beehive, yeah, uh, yeah. beehive Coke ovens, and, a, and the remains of a building, but it took us forever because everything, of course, has grown over, and it's yeah. dirt roads, yeah. and but as long as uh, he's with me, I don't worry about it too much. If I were by myself, I'd be so lost. Well, I have to pick your brain because I have an epic e-adventure going on this spring, and I'm covering 17 states in 25 days. Wow. And one of them is a ghost town. I would I would love to share my itinerary with you and say, hey, do you know oh, please. <laughs> where, please we, do. where we can stop and give a shout-out to some weird stuff? Because oh, that would please. be, like, so cool. But, in fact, let me tell you real quick, because that's why I was telling you how we make our itineraries. Yeah. We look around and find these places. So we were going to Fort Worth, Texas this summer, and we took um, my husband, my stepson with us, and we said, okay, where can we go on our way? We're not, he had to go on business. We're not going to go straight there and straight back. That's yeah, just not yeah. how we do things. So on the way there, we went through Mississippi and, and different places and Louisiana, and then on the way back, we came up through Arkansas. So we ended up at the graves of the Gypsy Queen <laughs> in Meridian, Mississippi, <laughs> Um, the abandoned Mississippi River model in Jackson, which is so cool. Oh, Jackson is one of our stops? Yeah, listen, they made, you have to see this. Okay. They made a scale model on the ground of the Mississippi River Basin so that they could run tests for flooding and all kinds, the Corps of Engineers oh, yeah, yeah. and all kinds of things. And it, it was there from the 40s through, I think. I can't remember when they closed it. It's on my blog post. But it's there, and it's all starting to get all grown up. But it's so neat. You, it's a con, it's concrete. You can see all of the little tributaries. You can walk along it. And it's oh, and very I, cool. I love hiking. So very anything cool. that I can put my boots on and go, <laughs> go They need to turn that into a tourist stop. Right to now it's in a public park that's all very out of the way and all grown up. But it is you can find it. it. Is, you have to try to find it. definitely worth going to. Yes, it is really cool. So, well, cool. And well, cool. so we did that, and we, you know, some ruins and different things like that. That's what we like to do. Okay, so some of the other um, books you've written about, we talked about the scoundrels, the bandits, and the bushwhackers, and um, tornadoes. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and you've even written about the history of Auburn. Yes. That's pretty um, baldy. <laughs> wrote, uh, the Hidden History of Auburn, which actually has a lot of fun stuff in it. No, has. I just mean, cause, you know, you have to go for one team or the other in Alabama. There were people who asked me, and this is this is very true, and, and my publisher even asked me, but there were people who asked me, well, why don't you write the same book, Hidden History of Tuscaloosa? I said, well, here here's a really good reason. Auburn and the university are... Um, indistinguishable. You don't have the university without the city. You don't have the city without the university. Okay. Tuscaloosa is a big city unto itself. Yeah. So it's a very different vibe and a very different kind of history. The history of Auburn, the hidden history of Auburn book is both about the university and the town. Okay. So it's just a whole different, it, well, it's, it's about traditions and, and all kinds of different So things. Melissa, if you're hearing, that one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and let's see. Some what are some projects you you're working on right now, or working in 2020? Well, I had a book that was supposed to be out before Christmas, and they decided to push it back to spring. 
Um, it's supposed to be a Books a Million exclusive. That's going to be the only place you can get it. Okay. Um, through the History Press. And it's uh, a guide to oddities in the South. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. And so this is another place for your itinerary. You can, okay. Um, but there are places like, you know, just all kinds of uh, quirky places. Georgia has the Georgia Guidestones and just all kinds of different places to see. Yeah. So if you're wanting to take a trip, there are 11 southern states, and they're just pretty much little short listings of what to see and how to get there. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Well, that is something to look forward to. Um, so anything else you want to share? Um, not, nope. not, not too much. <laughs> oh, I will tell you one fun thing. Um, when we were on our trip to um, Texas and Fort Worth, my husband surprised me with a stay at a historic hotel that was built in the 1920s, very much like entering a Western saloon and Western oh, hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very neat. And we he stayed, He had a stay in the room where Bonnie and Clyde oh, stayed. Oh, fun. fun. Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> Bonnie's gun is there. You know, they say it's her gun that's there on the wall and different things like that. So we got to yeah. stay in that room. And that's just the kind of thing we love to do. To us, that's a fun surprise. I know we're, we're a little weird that way, but we love it. So if my listeners know of a weird place that they want to share, how can they find you? Um, actually, my blog is kellykasick.com. The email is kellykasick at kellykasick.com. And you can also go to my Facebook page, Kelly Caldwell Kasick or Kelly Kasick's Weird South. Okay. So find me anywhere. I'm also writing for It's a Southern Thing, writing all kinds of uh, quirkiness about the I, South. I, and AL.com? AL.com yeah. and okay. southernthing.com. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for... for uh, being here, some of the books that Kelly has written are? Um, well, you've mentioned several, but I also yeah. write humor books. I write a humor column, and uh, my first humor collection is Fairly Odd Mother, Musings of a Slightly Off Southern Mom. <laughs> I'm so that. The second one is Not Quite Right, uh, and it's mostly true tales of a weird news reporter. So, And they discuss a lot about my husband and, and the Bigfoot the, uh, the Bigfoot yes, obsession yes. Or, or search for. Yes, it's a lot of Has fun. he had any luck? He doesn't really believe in Bigfoot because we've never seen Bigfoot. <laughs> but he he says he's going to get a Bigfoot costume and go. I said, you're going to go out in an Alabama night in a Bigfoot costume. <laughs> I said, have all the life insurance yeah. ready because you're going to get in shot. <laughs> so, But anyway, you'll find out what all happened with that if you pick up Not Quite Right. Yeah. Well, um, I actually was on uh, Loch Ness this past um, summer, and... Um, I didn't see much, but the lake is really pretty. <laughs> I do want to go. Did you get a t-shirt? Did you get an Nancy t-shirt? I've got a t-shirt and a mug and a yeah. book. I do want to go case. for sure. Definitely. But, you know, I found out, too, that the um, the uh, Jacobite Revolution uh, in Scotland right. took a place there, too. So I know there's spooky stories. Right. And I love, <laughs> I love, love, love history just as much. and Because history is weird in itself, usually, but... You know, I love stories like that. But there's so many places still to see in this country that, you know, I don't know when we'll get right. <laughs> when we'll get overseas. So Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of the podcast and for letting me be here today and part of it. Thanks and for inviting me. Yes. That's fine.